If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Coleman, or the Jets offense, or their line. But you have to like the zero-risk play here that actually has some solid upside, even if or when Michael Carter takes over at some point. Also, for what it's worth, Coleman has been someone who's missed time due to injuries, but he knows this offensive system, coming over from the 49ers along with Mike LaFleur and Robert Sala, and has actually been quite effective from a fantasy standpoint when on the field. Outside of 2020, which was mostly a lost season for Coleman, he averaged almost nine touchdowns per year over his previous four campaigns, of which more than a third of them came in the receiving game. Touchdowns are volatile, I get that, and they can be hard to come by in this bad offense. But the point is that Coleman has found ways to produce in the past. And given the circumstances, it really feels like he's the perfect candidate to start the season atop New York's depth chart and slowly give way to Carter as the season goes on. I'm pretty cool with that considering he's totally free. I expect the Texans offense to be bad this year. I'm sure you do too. But I'm never opposed to taking a low-risk shot on their starting running back if everyone is fading them based on the assumption that they won't score points. Yeah, it's true. The Texans probably won't score many touchdowns this year, but neither did the Giants in 2020, who finished dead last in offensive touchdowns with 1.6 per game. But what if I told you Wayne Gallman was the RB6 from week 7 through 14 in the seven straight weeks he saw double-digit carries? Or that James Robinson was the year's RB7 despite the Jaguars going 1-15? and I could run down a huge list of awful offenses that still produced quality running back seasons, but I'll give you one that seems more appropriate. In 2019, only two teams averaged fewer offensive touchdowns than the Broncos, yet Philip Lindsay was a thousand yard rusher and a top 20 fantasy running back. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, the Texans are going to suck. We all know that. But Lindsay appears to be at the top of the depth chart and poised to take the lead role in this backfield. And the reason Houston sucks is why he's being drafted as the RB46 with an ADP of 148. That means there are over a dozen backups being drafted ahead of Lindsey. And sure, David Johnson could be the third down back, which would actually be pretty useful on a team that's playing from behind so often, but he's clearly fallen out of favor in Houston. And it's not out of the question to assume Lindsey becomes the three down back sooner than later. 
He posted back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in Denver before missing five games and playing behind Melvin Gordon last year. But Lindsey is a capable runner and pass catcher. We all know football season is the greatest time of year, but drafting season's a very close second. So whether you're drinking and drafting with your boys for your annual home league or preparing for your next high-stakes draft, the top priority remains the same, winning, and more specifically, winning money. And what better way to do that than by drafting a beauty? That's why you've got to check out our brand new draft kit at awesomeo.com, created by experts who have profited over $7 million playing fantasy sports. These guys are going to help you crush your drafts this year with tools like the Draft Wingman. It's powered by projections from the number one ranked daily fantasy sports player in the world, Awesomeo himself, and includes a one-of-a-kind recommendation engine that takes into account your prior picks to ensure a well-rounded team and optimal draft. Draft Wingman is also outfitted with best ball specific recommendations, including our stack highlighting feature, which helps you complete your all important best ball stack. If you're looking for more details, or maybe you're already down to join us for an incredible NFL season, click the following link and use the promo code WR, that's WR, to get the entire draft kit for only $9.95. We'll see you over there. Welcome to the Osmo NASCAR DFS strategy shows to get you ready for today or tonight's Coke Zero Sugar 400, the final race of the regular season. One more spot left here in the playoffs. Of course, we're here to break this one down for you. If you got any questions, you can leave those in the YouTube chat, also in our premium Slack channel as well. Of course, we're sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. We'll tell you a little bit about Monkey Knife Fight here later on in the show. Also, our presenting sponsor is our brand new podcast we have here at awesomeo.com. That is betting you college football season is here. Week O has begun. Of course, uh, the guys were on right before us. You got to check out their podcast, Betting You. New episodes come out every Wednesday to talk about the betting side of college football. And, of course, you can get your podcast wherever you get your podcast, where it's Owl Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, as always here on Saturdays, I am joined by the man we know as Ray Sheets, Phil. Phil, uh, great to be talking to you here on a Saturday afternoon. But a little bit of a different scenario from here. I'm, I'm here in Houston getting ready for some Buccaneers radio broadcast tonight so uh first off uh let me get your uh, take on on tonight's race when i started building lineups this morning i had a certain direction that i wanted to go with my lineups and i built out my 150 max on fanduel and i started my process for DraftKings. and in the middle of it i stopped went back to fanduel and completely re- redid it the more and more that i think about this race you know we've already got the factors of it's daytona We've got the factor of this is your your last opportunity for 15 drivers to win and get your way into the into the playoffs. I, it really does spell a scenario where I think it's going to just be total randomness and chaos tonight. You know, generally in these in these races, even back when this used to be like the, the Midsummer Classic happened along the July Fourth weekend, you would generally see somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 cars wreck out. Well, with the with the stakes as high as they are tonight, there's a good chance that you could see that number precipitously step up into like maybe 15 cars end up finishing the the race. So with with that scenario, you know, I'm not taking 
I'm not taking big stands on any one on any one driver. I'm really trying to uh, spread my ownership throughout the field. I just I want to give myself as many opportunities to survive the carnage that I happen tonight. Of course, uh, we're going to break this one down for you. Of course, we'll break it down in terms of the tiers. We'll start tier one, which will be the drivers who are 10000 above on DraftKings. Then we'll work our way down the salaries. I'm sure there's going to be uh, probably some Kaz Grella talk when we get down to tier number two of terms of, of do we want to be more or less over on the field there. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone that's in here on a Saturday. Be sure to hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe also right here on YouTube. we got a ton of great programming for you each and every day. Of course, uh, when it comes to today, getting ready for the MLB slate, getting ready for the UFC slate as well. Of course, uh, Greg will be filling in for me for the MMA Live Before Lock show. We'll be back on Live Before Lock next week for the UFC show. And, of course, uh, if you're not an Oswald Plus member and you want to get a little peek about what's behind the paywall, today our free premium data and tools are MLB player rankings and UFC pro play. So you can check that also, all the college football DFS, because I was tuned into the college football DFS show before we came on here because I know Matt is a guru when it comes to college football DFS. I had to kind of see what he was kind of thinking in terms of today's college football action. So a lot of great free premium data tools we have over there at awesomeo.com for you today. Uh, I, I do want to mention something. I, actually, we'll mention this when we get down to Kyle Larson in, in Tier 2, but let's get into Tier uh, number 1. We only got three drivers who are 10K and above on DraftKings this week. as Joey Logano starting 22nd, Austin Dillon starting 27th, Brad Kozlowski starting <clears throat> DraftKings, 12,500 overall in FanDuel. I honestly thought that with, you know, the the, the general thing that DraftKings, you know, FanDuel, they're just always going to have somebody that's 14.5, somebody that's 14K and never really try to uh, stagger lineups above that threshold. Of course, when you only have space for five drivers, you can only really do so much with salaries. But I really thought that DraftKings was going to take one of these two, especially Dylan, and shoot them above the 11, 11K mark, but they didn't. They kept them kind of respectable, and to be honest, they want a super speedway race to still be an easy lineup build for Johnny Q Public in order to to make uh, lineups today. You know, and I I tweeted out this morning that you know if you if you're not familiar with NASCAR DFS, this will be your easiest slate that you have had all year to make a lineup. But just be aware that with one wreck, you can lose every single one of your drivers. That said, uh, with, if, if you're choosing between these two because they're so similarly priced, that is Logano and Dylan. Logano at 10-6, uh, Dylan at 10-3. Dylan gives you more place differential. And quite frankly, uh, since 2008, he's been way more consistent here at, at Daytona, way more consistent in super speedway races when you think of these two and their super speedway uh, uh, profiles, Logano's the one that jumps out. He's got, uh, I believe, multiple wins at at Talladega. I believe he's got a a a, a Daytona win in his uh, back pocket, maybe going back to like 2014 or 2013. But the matter of the fact is, is that in the last seven races here at Daytona, Logano's only got two top five finishes 
And then he went for a spell for three races where it was a 25th place finish, a 26th place finish, and then a 27th place finish. And then finally he rebounded, so to say, in the, the, the February race here in the Daytona 500 with a 12th place finish. Now, remind everybody, he was leading that race before Brett Keselowski decided to try to make a last lap uh, pass for the lead. And then those two ended up wrecking themselves. And that was what put Michael McDowell into the lead. So... The, the the numbers don't look fantastic for for Logano, but you know th this is going to be the general theme of of today is that yes we can look at these past numbers to give us an idea of how good these drivers are or how bad these drivers are, aka Daniel Suarez. But the matter of the the fact is is that these things can flip on a dime, and a bad driver can easily survive the carnage and peak his way into the top five, into the top ten, and vice versa. Uh, Dylan, I, I think I, I prefer him amongst the amongst the two. You're getting a driver who won the Daytona 500 back in 2018. He's got multiple top 10s, multiple top 15s. Since then, he finished third in the Daytona 500. And you just look at current form. Dylan's got a top five. He's got two top 10s, um, three top 15s in the last four super speedway races. He's just been a lot more consistent than Logano has. And the thing to remember is that Logano has the, uh, has the motivation factor. You know, he in a roundabout way closed up that points gap to Tyler Reddick. Thanks to uh, Tyler having some issues late in the, the race last week at Michigan. But the fact is that he's still 24 points behind Reddick for that final spot. So I, I think Dylan's still in that same boat where he has to win in order to get himself into the playoffs. And Logano, Logano's just out there for just for kicks and grins. You know, he might try to get some some stage points by finishing in the top 10 in these uh, in the two stages. But, you know. He, he's got his seat locked in there. He's got the win from the Bristol Dirt Race. If he can get another win, that's just that's just gravy. But Dylan, he's got tons more motivation tonight than Logano does. And when you look at Keselowski, I've got Keselowski. He's not listed as a dominator play. If you're looking to get different like that, uh, he's not he's not listed definitely as a cash play because of that starting position. But he is listed as a tournament play. He's a guy that you have to consider with back-to-back uh, uh, top 13 finishes he's got uh, top uh, top 15 finishes in three of his last four super speedway races the salary's a little up there especially on both sides but if he can just give you another top 10 finish maybe even a top five finish then that could work out in tournaments and this is the thing that you're going to have to uh, keep in mind is that the, the majority of the of the articles, the podcasts, the videos that you have consumed or that you're going to consume as you get ready for uh, uh, the race tonight is the stack in the back. Just play drivers in the back. Well, you know, that's fine and dandy if you're building the cash lineup. But if you're looking to try to get optimal in these tournaments, you have to uh, play some drivers in the single digits. You have to play some drivers that are starting in the teens. These guys always break through either because they score enough. Uh, place differential, plus they might get some dominator points that they work themselves into a top six score. And that's something that you can very well see from Keselowski tonight. I mean, let's kind of go back to something you were talking about there with the dominator. As you're looking at, at, at your roster construction of dominator bill versus place differential, you know, are you trying, how many dominators are you trying to get to in terms of your builds? I, I set a rule when I was messing around with Fantasy Cruncher that. Basically, everybody first through 14th 
I wanted no more than a maximum of one of those of those drivers. And they all kind of fit the role of either a driver that could be a potential dominator. You know, we're, we're talking somewhere leading somewhere in the neighborhood of 50, 75, even 100 laps. Or, you know, you've got guys that we'll talk about further down the board that they, you know, they they start maybe eighth through 14th. I'm not going to really consider them as a potential threat to lead laps, but they're cheap enough if they do enough that they could end up one of those top with one of those top six scores. So, but the rule to today is as, as predominators, you're not going out of your way to, to force them in, into your lineup. It's just going to be one of these things that you want them at, at low ownerships in your lineups, like no more than with lucky landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say 10 to 15% of these drivers, and I'm talking about 150 max. If you're doing 20 max, I wouldn't consider these guys whatsoever. I mean, just they, they offer way too much fragility for your lineups in 20 max, three max. We're just worrying about the place differential finishing position drivers. But in these 150 max lineups, you are considering these high fragility drivers with the, the ability to, to, to lead laps. And in that case, you want no more than just one of these guys if they even happen to fall in your lineup. So as I look down here in the YouTube chat, something that, that sticks out to me. And did you write this in an article? Quote, everyone, their mom and their mom's nail A all know how to play Daytona. That came straight from my mind at 4 o'clock on a Thursday morning. <laughs> that is a tremendous lie. That brought some good comedy to me. I'll uh, mention another comment we have here from Jay Swift. Is Austin Dillon the fade of the night? Gauging by our ownership projections, he very well could be. He is going to be one of the highest owned drivers tonight. Um, God, it, 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 like, like I said, don't go crazy on on your ownership of Dylan. Don't go crazy on your ownership of of Logano because these guys could easily, you know, wreck out just through no fault of their of their own. But the the fact is is that Dylan is going to is going to carry tons of ownership regardless of the 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 format that you're that you're playing in tonight regardless of the of the site that you're playing on tonight. So if that's the stand that you want to take either just by severely going underweight or just outright fading, that will that will definitely uh, get you get you some leverage, but you are going to be really upset at yourself if Dylan finishes it, Let's just not even say that he wins the race. Let's just say he gets himself a top five, top five finish. He's easily going to end up in the optimal lineup. Of course, uh, this is the last week of NFL preseason, and of course, you know that means that fantasy football draft season is here, and you got to take advantage of the offer we have with the awesome fantasy football draft kit, which is available for season long and best ball fantasy leagues. These are the same projections that we use for our DFS analysis and tools 
And of course, you got to take advantage of that draft wingman. I've talked about that. That is a tool that I have used very much to my uh, credit as well. Helped me last year in terms of it. And you can score 33% off off on the Osmo Fantasy Football Draft Kit when you use the promo code WR. You see it right there on the screen. So you got to take advantage of that offer. As of course, I'm sure everyone's just like myself. We're getting ready for our fantasy football drafts here over the next couple of days. So be sure to take advantage of that offer there. Now let's move over to the tier two side. So these will be the drivers in the 9K and 8K range. We have Kevin Harvick starting 11th, Alex Bowman 15th, Denny Hamlin third, Eric Amarillo 19th, Kyle Busch fourth, Kyle Larson first, Kraz Grala 38th, Ryan Blaney 6th, Mark Truex Jr. 7th, Chase Elliott 5th, Christopher Bell 14th, Ross Chastain 29th, and William Byron Second, I want to start with Kyle Larson here, Phil, on the poll because you had a tweet uh, earlier this week in relation to the poll center and Daytona over the past uh, five or six years. Yeah, it's ugly. Like we're, we're talking about several races since 2013. And if people wonder why I always use 2013 as the arbitrary cutoff, that's when we started using the Generation 6 uh, car. But since then, you know, we are talking about 17 races and only one time in that pole span has the pole sitter actually uh, won the race. And that was the uh, summer race of 2015. I believe that was Brad Keselowski started on the pole, won the race, 96 uh, laps led, two fastest laps. And that that's one of the things that if you're if you're new to this, you're not uh, too aware because of the nature of Daytona. Fastest laps are just going to end up all over the all over the place. So that's why we we really just kind of worry about laps led. Those are the things that are going to be a, a hair easier to turn to, to 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 determine today, as opposed to fastest laps. It's just going to be a matter of where where cars are on the race at particular moments. But it has been particularly ugly. And if you average everything out, the pulse the pole sitter over these seventeen races average finish of of 21st the the laps led they're kind of really all over the place you've got a, a bunch of guys that have just had single digits uh for the last two races like in our daytona 500 from this year the pole sitter only led one lap you go back to last summer's race they led six they read they led six laps but the matter of the fact is is that no matter what they're doing laps led and fastest laps points wise if they're consistently finishing around 21st then everything that they're scoring dominator wise is getting erased by that negative place differential that said if you're playing a cash game you're obviously avoiding the the pole sitter because there is just way more chance that he ends up uh, harming your your lineup than than helping it if you're playing three max you're avoiding the the pole sitter once again unless you are really trying to uh, nail a a fragile a fragile lineup build when it comes to 20 max we're still avoiding the pole sitter i think that the only way that you're really trying to uh, get any exposure to the pole sitter night is if you're doing 150 150 max lineups it, it's it's very sketchy. It's very sketchy playing playing the pole sitter any any lineup. The fact is, and you know that this goes back to the to the comment in the YouTube section that everybody and this has been going on since last Sunday. You know, concluding Michigan, everybody knows how to play these super speedway races. Any uh, to today, it used to be an industry secret. Like it was one of those things that you just kind of hush hush mentioned with uh, with people that were that were in Slack. And you hope nobody was 
was uh, smart to it, and then eventually it caught on. And now everybody knows it. If you question that, get on Twitter and search the hash, the hashtag stack the back. That's, I think that's going to be the way that the majority of people are attacking their, their lineups today. So if that's what people are doing, then you've got to do things that are different. And in some cases that are deemed stupid by the NASCAR DFS uh, community. And that's going to include having some exposure to Larson as a pole sitter. All right. So when we talk about stack to back, the driver that people are looking at in this tier is Kaz Grow, starting 38th, 8,900 over on DraftKings, 8,000 over on FanDuel. I guess it simply is, is should we be over under what we're seeing in terms of ownership projections? Right. Uh, you know, Kaz's route to being optimal, it's easier than Logano's. It's easier than, than Dylan's. But the matter of the fact is, is all we have for Gralla is this Daytona 500 start from back in February where he started, uh, I believe he started dead last and ended up, ended up in uh, in 28th. Like if you played him in cash like you should have then and you should tonight, then it worked out. But in terms, there were better plays because all he did was he picked up uh, 12 spots. The... Projecting what Grawl is going to do in this 16 car, the, the same 16 car that, that Almondinger has been in at at, a, at road races, it's it's tough. Like this is going to be a well-equipped car. It's basically going to be like if we're just comparing equipment to equipment, this is going to be a mid-tier car that's probably going to be somewhere in the range of of JTG Dory. You're getting a Richard Childress alliance. You're getting the Chevrolet alliance. And, you know, if you're looking for, for different kind of stacking options, there are the manufacturer stacks. There are the team stacks to, to, to keep in mind because these guys tend to stay around each other. And if one car is going to uh, propel himself to the front, then there's a good chance that his teammates will be alongside with him. It, it's t it really is tough to get off of, off of Grala. And if, if you want, this driver with just one cups with uh with, with just this one cup start to be your pivot because his ownership once again is going to be through the roof then that may very well pay off tonight but like i like i said previously his route to being optimal it's not that hard uh if we can get a top 15 uh maybe a top 10 push out of Rala it's going to it's going to pay off and we are talking about a previous Daytona winner in the truck series so i believe that he's got the the level of expertise to uh, you know do this do this pack race and get himself to the to the front it's just a matter of if he gets caught in another late caution like what happened back in february you know, when you talk about the stack to back in terms of this tier, the other one that would stick out to you, uh, starting 29th, Ross Chastain, 8,200 on DraftKings, 9,800 over on FanDuel. So when you look at, uh, you know, in terms of a little bit of a, a different uh, pricing here between two sides, but what's your thoughts on Ross Chastain? I, I really like Ross, and it's it's hard to get away from him. Play him in cash, play him in, in tournaments. Once again, another driver who's got the motivation to win to get himself into the into the playoffs. Uh, he was a good uh, super speedway racer back when he was racing for premium in the in the fifteen car. It, it it really and then he's made other spot starts. I believe for um, I believe last year in the Daytona five hundred that Chip Ganassi gave him a a, a one off ride. That was one of the three uh, one-off rides that he got that season. And in that race, if I'm looking correctly, 
yeah, it was a it was a 25th place finish. Not fantastic, but I do believe that he finished that race. But um, back to back finishes of 16th and 7th here at Daytona. You look at what he's done as far as um, as far as far as form. He's got an average finish of of uh, 13 through three races. He is, and that's the the fantastic thing. This is kind of what you look for: three races uh, in super speedway races in the last calendar year. He's finished on the lead lap in every single one of them. That shows you a good knack for getting for, for getting through these races. Uh, Ross is a driver that people should be high on tonight. You know, you, you mentioned about the, the stat with the pole sitter in terms of this race, but we do have other drivers who are all starting in the top 10. So you got Denny Hamlin, who's starting third, Kyle Busch, who's starting fourth, Ryan Blaney, starting sixth, Mark Tricks Jr., starting seventh, Chase Elliott, starting fifth. William Byron starting second. So how are we evaluating these drivers who are all starting in the top 10? Uh, Denny's the driver that I'm going to peg as the, as tonight's uh, top lap leader. You know, he's, he, he continually does it when he shows up here at, at Daytona, especially in the Daytona uh, 500. You're, you're talking about a driver that even if he doesn't win, cause he's got two wins in the last uh, seven uh, past Daytona races, but uh, he's got three other top fives. Like he consistently runs well here. Uh, you look at the last calendar year's worth of super speedway races. We're talking about a driver that that leads 44 laps uh, on average. He's uh, he's only got uh, he he's got three lead lap finishes out of those four races. But the other the race he did finish the he did finish that race. It was something wonky that happened at Talladega. But when we come here to to Daytona, he always always runs well and he does have motivation yes he's got himself locked into the playoffs but he is in the in the midst of a regular season points battle with Kyle Larson and whatever he can do to f either finish ahead of Larson or just outright get that win and boost uh, boost himself it will help him in the in the playoffs starting next week so he's got motivation himself to try to uh, win win this race. When we look at the other drivers in this tier that we haven't uh, talked about here, so we got Kevin Harvick who's starting 11th, Alex Bowman starting 15th, Eric Amarola starting 19th, Christopher Bell starting 14th. Are are any of these drivers in the uh, love or do not love list this week? You know, I'm not really enamored with Martin Truex Jr. When when I did my FanDuel build, I X'd him out. Uh, he doesn't really seem to do that well here at, at Daytona. He's got that, that second place finish that everybody remembers from a few years back when him and, and Denny were racing, were racing back, but he's got a, a bunch of, of, of DNFs attached to his, attached to his ledger. He does oddly seem to spike in these summer rate in these summer races. He's got a second place finish back in 2018 when uh, Eric Jones barely beat him out. And then last year in this, in this race, he finished fourth, but you know, people want to make uh, what, whatever, you know, analysis they can out of summer versus uh, versus February splits. But I, I think you're, you're really kind of splitting hairs there. Uh, yeah. I'm, if you want to play Truex in, in, in tournaments as a low, low owned option, maybe have, Five percent of them in 150 max, then that's that's perfectly fine. That's what I did in what in my 150 max builds. But 
you, I don't think you can count on him as a as a lap leader, and definitely I would stay away from him in 20 max or anything fewer than that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Osmo NASCAR DFS Strategy Shows. We're getting you ready for tonight's Coke Zero Sugar 400 from the Daytona International Speedway, the final race of the 2021 regular season. We are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Of course, uh, we can sign up there over at monkeyknifefight.com. Use that promo code Osmo for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. Of course, use that promo code Osmo for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. And right when I go to the very first one, more or less, on, on this slate here, we got Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano. Denny Hamlin, 15.5 fantasy points. Joey Logano, 14.5. You, you talked about what you're expecting there out of, out of Denny Hamlin in, in terms of lap leaders. But uh, as you look at the Monkey Knife platform, what, what's your take on on both of these guys? Right, with... With that score of 15 and a, and a half, we are basically talking about a, a top five, and that's just excluding the uh, the laps led points that I'm I'm projecting in Hamlet to get. I think that's that's a clear more for me. Now, Logano is is definitely a wild card here with that 14 uh, with that 14 and a half points because basically, if you're not giving him any laps led points, you need him to get a sixth place or or better finish. And for me, I'm going to take the less on that. Of course, uh, be sure to check out our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Use that promo code AWESOMO for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. Appreciate their support here on the also NASCAR DFS strategy show. Let's move on to tier number three salary. So this will be the drivers in the 7K and 6K range. So we got Daniel Suarez starting 26th, Ryan Priest 24th, Kurt Busch starting 8th, Corey LaJoy starting 33rd, Tyler Reddick 17th, Landon Casile 39th, Ryan Newman 23rd, Cole Custer 25th, Matty D 9th, Bubba Wallace 20th, Eric Jones 21st, David Starr 40th, Ricky Sinhouse Jr. 12th. Of course, uh, if you're going with the whole stack-to-back narrative, uh, there is uh, some definitely some drivers in here. But I will tell you, one of the things that really stuck out to me, Phil, when I was putting together my, my spreadsheet of salaries was there is multiple drivers that it, it's kind of a drastic difference between the salaries on DraftKings and FanDuel. Like, you know, one that I, I circled Landon Casillo 39th, 7,100 on DraftKings, but he's almost bare minimum on FanDuel at 3000. Right. Uh, FanDuel gave no regard to the equipment that Castle in uh, his, his history in the, in the sport. And if, if you're new to NASCAR this year, or even uh, started following along last year, you're not going to know who Landon Castle is. And if people will read the Gas and Go article, I went 
I, I spent a couple of paragraphs highlighting uh, Castle's career. He started off as a Chevrolet developmental driver back in 2008 as an 18-year-old. He started racing originally for Junior Motorsports, and then I believe the other uh, the other team was uh, James was uh, James Finch in the the 01. If you, anybody that used to watch NASCAR in the mid 2000s remembers the the 01 Go, Go Army car, but uh, regardless. Landon is in that 96. People remember the 96. Yes, that was Suarez's vehicle last year. But the, the the times that we've seen it this year, it's primarily been Ty Dillon. And then you had Harrison Burton driving that car uh, back at Talladega. It's been a good car. It's been a good, reliable car. And the awesome thing about Landon Castle is that this is a veteran. You are, you are getting a good, reliable driver that even with, you know, when he spent his 10 years in the Cup Series, it was not in good equipment. And that's the fate of a lot of promising drivers is that if they're going to spin their wheels in the Cup Series after uh, after burning out in the Xfinity Series, it's generally with these backmarker cars. And that's what Castle did. And he was respectable in that. He knew what his mission was, and he would always try to get the best finish while actually not killing the equipment in the process. And you look at his three races here for uh for for various teams you know we're, we're talking about uh talking about starcom we're talking about uh, uh yeah front row motorsports 24th 24th and an 11th place finish now yeah that's not fantastic that doesn't knock you away most weeks but we're talking about a driver that is starting 39th that is seriously underpriced on FanDuel and is still coming in at a at a fair discount on DraftKings at 7100 like I don't know how you don't play uh, uh Castle like people mm -hmm. when people see names in super speedway races that they don't recognize they tend to not play these drivers without giving much thought of their viability and Castle has tons of viability to date but we we've spoke previously about Grala and how his his path to being optimal is so much easier than the guys at the top. Well, Castle's path at $1,800 cheaper with one more place differential spot to gain with an actual track risk, uh, track record here at Daytona and in super speedway races. I mean, Castle's path is, is pretty clear. Now, could he get knocked out by a, by a wreck? Sure. That's going to happen to anybody in this race, but I think Castle really is one of, one of my favorite plays, even at the ownership that we're expecting him at. You know, what we're talking about the stack the back. And I mean, obviously, there's multiple drivers in this tier that you can go down to, you know, as terms of, you know, starting in, in the mid 20s and, and beyond. Outside of Landon, who else sticks out to you in terms of when you're looking to potentially stack the back uh, for this race? Uh, Got to go to Corey LaJoy. I wrote my uh, my betting piece for Osmo Odds about Corey LaJoy and his and his viability. Uh, he he makes a ton of ton of sense. Three of his last four races here at Daytona, they've been top ten uh, top ten finishes. Uh, you look at Super Speedway races over the last calendar year. You've got two top ten uh, two top ten finishes. Uh, he he he's just super consistent. He he knows how to get get around these. Uh, get around these venues and once again we've got the, the the factor of he needs a win to get into the into the playoffs yeah he he did pretty well back in daytona he had jamie murray as a as a teammate they worked together towards the end to push them both both of themselves into the top 10 and who's his teammate this week well it's justin haley 
Haley won this race two years ago. Yes, it was rain shortened, but they they played the strategy game, stayed out whenever everybody else was pitting, uh, and they inherited the lead and and won that race. But the fact is, is that he was running at that point. He had survived the carnage and put himself in a position to win. I believe last year Haley won three of the four super speedway races on the on the uh, Xfinity uh, calendar. Like he. He ran super, super pure. Uh, Haley, even when he, when you don't look at that, that win for, for him, Haley can consistently runs, uh, runs well here. So you've got that kind of teammate for LaJoy. I think that really adds up to LaJoy with this starting position. I believe at 7,400, he's underpriced. He should probably be somewhere in the, in the 8K range. Really do like LaJoy, regardless of the format that you're looking to play him in. What's your thoughts on Tyler Reddick starting 17th here? He is 7,300 over on DraftKings, 8,200 over on FanDuel. I've got him listed as a tournament-only play. He's starting too far forward to to consider for cash games. And plus, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a narrative, so to to speak, but Reddick's been bad at Daytona. Finishes of 27th, 29th, 28th, and 27th. No lead lap finishes. Only one of those races he was actually running at the end. If if calamity is going to happen on the track, it seems to keep finding Reddick. And it's an odd thing when you look at his at his races at Talladega. He he runs well. He's got I believe two top ten finishes at Talladega. But you come here to Daytona whatever, for whatever reason the circumstances change and and he doesn't run well. Uh, Reddick, he's got the points lead. He knows what he needs to do uh, to in order to advance his way into the into the playoffs. But we'll see if the pressure doesn't get to him tonight and he starts making over aggressive moves and uh, puts himself in harm's way. And you know that that's not the Reddick that we've seen for the last month. He's really been playing the, the points game very wisely, stacking stacking these points. But with this being the the, the final round, we'll see just you know exactly how close to the to the best he plays it. And, you know, he's going to be very well aware of where the rest of these guys are that are fighting to make their way into the playoffs are at and just exactly what he has to do towards the end of the race in order to prevent them from stealing his spot. Uh, you know, there are some drivers who are who are starting in the top 10 in, in this tier. You've got Kurt Busch starting eighth. He is 7,600 on DraftKings, 7,500 over on FanDuel. You got Matty D starting ninth, 6,700, and he's 8,700 over there on FanDuel. And, and then if you kind of want to go down a little bit more, you got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, starting 12, 6,000 over on DraftKings, $8,500 over on FanDuel. What's your take on these three drivers? Kurt was another guy that I, I'm just not that in, enthralled, even in 150 max lineups to to get him in there. Um, he he's a little more interesting than Truex, just simply because of the of the salary savings, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to get in both Logano and Dylan. And I hate to tell people, but if you go with the lineup construction, like if if your core is Logano, Dylan, and Grala, then be prepared to duplicate with a bunch of people tonight. It's not going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be fun, but Kurt, he's got a little bit of appeal as a tournament option. If he can finish with a, with a top five, but the matter of the fact is, is that it, it seemed like whatever luck he had at Daytona, he used up, I believe it was the 2017 Daytona 500 when he won because Kyle Larson ran out of gas on the last lap. And since then it has not been good for him. Um, 
in order. It's gone 26th, 37th, 25th. He's got a 10th place finish. And then 33rd, 34th, and 22nd. That, that includes only one lead lap finish during uh, during that time. And even when you add in Talladega in this in this matter, the, the numbers aren't good. You look at the last calendar year's worth of super speedway races and no lead lap finishes and only two races where he was running at the end. Uh, Kurt is specifically designed as a three to 4% play in, in tournaments in 150 max. Uh, Matty D, you've got three straight top 12 finishes in the summer Daytona race. He, he fits that bill of, of, of Kurt and other guys that are starting in the top 10, the top 14, that if they can just finish with a with a top five finish, then they're probably going to do enough with their finishing position to end up with an optimal score. And Stenhouse starting 12th, he probably saved a lot of people heartache. If he had been starting a little closer to 20th, then his ownership would be through the through the roof as a as a former Daytona winner. I believe he, yeah, he won this race going back to the uh, the two, the summer of 2017. In fact, that year he won two super speedway races. But starting 12th, he's he's just, he carries a lot of risk, and we we know the bill with with Stenhouse is that if he's not competing for a win, then something happened in the 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 middle portions of this race. And he got in a wreck, and he's either a lap down, and he's not contending for the win, or he just completely uh, finished the race. Last seven Daytona races, only one of those races he's finished on the lead lap. So Ricky's going to bring a, 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 a lot of, and that's the key word of the day, he brings a lot of fragility. But with that 12th starting position, he does have a little more place differential. He needs the win to get into the playoffs, so he carries a lot of upside, especially at just $6,000. Of course, before we get into tier number four, do want to let you know about the promo we got going on over at Osmo.com. It is the Blitz promo, where you can grab our early bird Osmo Plus NFL annual pass right now for 15% off with promo code BLITZ. That's a full season worth of Osmo Plus player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, premium stacks, and tons of other new additions for the season. And as an added bonus, this also includes projections and updated depth charts all preseason long. That's promo code BLITZ for 15% off Osmo Plus NFL annual. Just click the link to activate this offer that does expire here tomorrow. So you got to take advantage of that 15% off an NFL annual pass with the promo code BLITZ. As you got to check out all the great coverage we have for this upcoming NFL season over at Osmo.com. And uh, we'll let you know that we do have NFL Live for Lock here later on today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Before that, will be MLB, MMA Live Before Lock. And then finally, we'll wrap up today's coverage at 6 p.m. Eastern time with MLB Live Before Lock. So be sure to check out all the great program we have over at awesomo.com today. Let's wrap up with the final tier here. That'll be tier number four. That is the drivers who are underneath 6,000 over on DraftKings. So we got Anthony Alfredo, 32nd. Michael McDowell, 18th, Justin Haley, 28th, Chase Briscoe, 16th, Chris Buescher, 13th, Joey Gase, 37th, Josh Balicki, 36th, Garrett Smithley, 34th, Cody Ware, 31st, Quinn Hoff, 35th, BJ McClode, 30th. So I guess, Phil, we'll just start with the popcorn question. How low can we go? Go all the way to the bottom. I mean, if you're doing 150 max, then – Literally everybody should be in your pool. Like, 
don't don't overthink this. Don't look at these guys like where Smithley, Billicky, McLeod. Like th- this is not a typical week. Don't look at these guys and say, oh God, you know, what is their what is their legitimate upside? The fact is, is this race could just be just hella random tonight. Just and especially with the with the forecast of rain. Like we could have another scenario where they get past halfway, you know, that 80, that 80 lap uh number tonight. And some rain they have some rain showers. Maybe the, the field kind of gets stuck at a weird point because of uh because of a green of a green flag pit cycle or 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 maybe a, a previous caution and people can't decide, okay, do I come down pit road and get tires and gas or or, or what have you? And one of these guys, like Justin Haley did two years ago, they could easily try to play the strategy game. If they're not going to win, they're at least going to try to, you know, get a top five or top 10. It'll be the most prize money that they've won all, all season. And then you've got some really wonky results where, yeah, these guys probably didn't earn that finish, but they ended up there regardless and they scored 25 or 30 plus uh, place differential points and ended up being, ended up being optimal at just, you know, stupid ownership because people don't want to play these guys because of brand equity. So don't be afraid to play these guys. If you're doing, uh, doing 20 max, you know, these are guys that you're going to have spring, you're going to have sprinkles of, if you're looking for one guy to key, uh, key in on the guy that I keep finding myself going back to is Joey Gase. Uh, Joey Gase, you can play him in cash. I believe you can play him in, in tournaments. This is a guy that just consistently finishes the races and, you know, that's really all you want from these from these guys. You want them to pick up place differential, you know, maybe 10 to 15 spots and then finish the finish the race. If they don't finish it on the lead lap because of whatever silly silliness, then that's fine. But if they're going to, you know, like in Gase's uh, uh, situation here, if he's going to start 37th and then finish 20th like he did in the Daytona 500 and he's got uh, two other uh top uh, 25 finishes here at Daytona. If he's going to do that, then that's really going to pay off at that, at that salary and at an ownership where people just don't want to touch him because he's a Rick Ware driver. When I was putting together my salary sheets in terms of this one, and the one driver that I highlighted was because of his FanDuel pricing that's in his, this tier. And that's Michael McDowell starting 18th. He's 5700 over on DraftKings, but he's $7,000 over on FanDuel. Just to kind of compare, when we're talking about this tier, the next highest priced salary driver on FanDuel is Chase Briscoe at $5,000. So we got a $2,000 difference where we have one guy starting 16th and McDowell starting 18th. Yeah, uh... McDowell has uh, everybody knows about the win at the Daytona 500, and either you think that he got that by hook or by crook, or that he that he earned that. Regardless, he finished first, and he's on his way. He's on his way to the to the playoffs. He'll probably be one of the first four to get to get eliminated after the the first three races. But regardless, he's on his way to the playoffs. You look at his history here at Daytona. He's the only driver in this field that can boast. No finish outside of the of the the, the top. Uh, let's see here. Well, he he has a blemish back in the summer race of 2018, but then everything else is a top 15 finish. If if that's going to be what you get from McDowell, he's going to give you a another top 15 top 15 finish, and he's got three top 10 finishes amongst those those top 15s. Then 
that's that's really going to uh, that's really going to pay off in in tournaments. I've got him listed as a potential cash play just simply because of how consistent he's been, and that's really kind of more more reserved for you know people that like to build uh, GPP style. Uh, cash lineups like your average person's cash lineup it shouldn't have anybody starting um, uh, further than than 20 for 20th uh, place tonight but McDowell makes a good tournament play I believe that on both DraftKings and FanDuel I'm probably sitting somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 17 percent in my 150 mm -hmm. builds I really do like uh, like McDowell and he, uh, here on DraftKings he's going to be a pivot because of Alfredo starting 32nd, $100 more. Haley starting uh, 28th at $200 less. So he's going to be a he's going to be a jumping off point in tournaments. That's going to give you a little more security than than probably playing uh, Chase Briscoe or Chris Buescher. Of course, if you do have any questions, you can line those up right now in the YouTube chat. We'll get to those as we start to wrap up this edition of the Awesome NASCAR DFS Strategy Show. Of course, if you ever missed this show and you want to check it in a podcast form, you can check it out as a part of the Awesome Podcast Network. Of course, I appreciate everyone that's watching us live here on YouTube. Really would appreciate it. Uh, if you're not subscribed to Awesome right here on YouTube, be sure to do that. Got a ton of great programming for you each and every day, as I mentioned a little while ago. We've got a trio of shows coming up here later on today. It starts at 4 o'clock Eastern time with UFC Live Before Lock as Greg and Pete will get you ready for tonight's UFC slate. And then Aton and Matt will get you ready for tonight's NFL slate at 5 o'clock. And then we'll wrap it up at 6 o'clock with MLB Live Before Lock. That'll be Greg and Gundacker getting you ready for tonight's MLB slate. Of course, so you got to hit that subscription button. Hit that notification bell so you know when we're live here on the channel. So you can always check out the great daily fantasy sports coverage we have over here at awesome.com. Uh, mention a question from Jay Swift. He says, can Ryan Priest stay hot here on the Daytona Super Speedway? Uh, Priest, he finished sixth, like uh, like I believe he's referencing back in the Daytona 500. But uh, if if I've got my stories correctly, it's odd. Priest is a better uh, Talladega driver than he is Daytona driver. Uh, Priest's very first start here at Daytona back in the 2019 500, he finished eighth, but then it was a 32nd, a 29th, a 37th, and then he shows up back on the on the the radar today. A guy that should be in your in your builds cash tournament um, at a similar price. I like Priest way more than I like uh, Daniel Suarez, and um, yeah, Priest is probably going to carry some ownership, but that since he only starts 24th, it's probably going to keep the majority of the, of the field off of him. You know, in terms of, you know, you mentioned about earlier in the show of, I mean, look, there's going to be wrecks here today. I mean, just, we, we know that's going to happen. Are there drivers that you're kind of like, Oh man, he seems to find himself in these situations. So I might be trying to limit exposure on, on those drivers. Oh yeah. And it's the guy I just mentioned. It's Daniel Suarez. Uh, Suarez had some of these drivers have a knack for avoiding wrecks. Like that was the that that used to be the the calling card of Ryan Newman. Like Newman could could find his way around a, a around a, a wreck blindfolded. He just knew exactly what to do. Daniel Suarez, it doesn't matter where he's at, uh, what he's doing, the equipment that he's in. He continuously wrecks out of these races. I believe the stat that I saw is that in eight career super speedway races, he's wrecked out in seven of them. That wow. is, 
that's bad form. That's if it isn't bad form, it's bad juju. Suarez, um, I I wrote him up as a potential fade candidate in in gas and go. I've still got him listed as a tournament play because of that of that place differential. And then you've got the Chevrolet Alliance, you've got the RCR Alliance, you've got him needing to win to get himself into the playoffs. But uh, I I took a a definitely under the field approach to my to my Suarez ownership on both DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Jim would like to know how you feel about Chase Elliott, of course, who is starting fifth, $8,500 over on DraftKings, 13000 over on FanDuel. I've got Elliott listed as a GPP and Dominator option. Elliott finds his – Elliott had a streak where he was not doing good here at at, a, at Daytona. He was a, a, a previous Talladega winner, so, you know, the – when if you can win at Talladega, then you should be able to run just as well here at Daytona, and it has improved. He's gone back to back second place finishes here at Daytona. I believe that since so many of the, the the Hendrick cars start up front, because you've got Larson starting first, you've got Byron starting second, you've got Elliott starting fifth, and then uh, Bowman is 15, but he can easily find his way up there. Is that you might see an early case where the Hendrick cars just sit up front and try to hold on to the lead. And in that scenario, you know, what's to make Elliott any less likely to lead than, than Larson. So if you want to play uh, Elliott as a low owned dominator option in your 150 max builds, then do it. So kind of taking some of the things that you've, you've said here over the last hour, if I'm going in there and I'm, you know, cause I know that we have a lot of single entry players that watch us and, and they're starting to develop their single entry lineups. So are we are we just penciling in someone like a Kaz Grala, a Lan Casil, and going from there? Yeah, I think you're 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 taking these guys like a Grala, like a Castle, like a LaJoy, um, add in add in Haley for 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 what it's worth, add in uh, Chastain, these guys that you know that are gonna carry ownership, but their paths to a top six score, they're 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 pretty stinking easy because of the of the place differential that they that they have available to them. It's okay. Well, how do I get different? Because everybody else is going to be playing place differential. Well, that's when you've got to decide: Am I going to take a shot on a potential dominator and really open up myself to the possibility of this guy wrecking out, and then I've got a negative score that's like an anchor around my my lineup for the rest of the night? Am I going to take a chance on a guy like Alex Bowman that? Could be off people's radars because of that starting position, but he's going to pick up place differential. He could be a potential uh, lap leader at some point, some point tonight. Uh, or are you going to try to find one of these place differential drivers like a Joey Gase, like a BJ McLeod, like a um, like a, a, a Quinn Half, just for the sake of the argument, that you believe still has upside as a, as a place differential driver, but that you're projecting to get uh, at a really good ownership discount. Uh, Ron would like to know your thoughts about Eric Jones starting 21st, 6 Fandle. Yeah, Jones is going to be notable because of that that win back in 2018 when he, when he won, um, got everything outside of that. You've got, and then he followed that up at Daytona with a third place finish, but then it's 36 that that Daytona 500 in 2018, and then back to back 35th and the 39th year at Daytona. Uh, 
Jones carries just as much risk as he does upside with that starting with that starting position. You know, if you want to play him in tournaments, get him, you know, get maybe 10 to 15 percent, maybe push that up to 20 percent. If you're feeling pretty frisky about him, then that's then that's good. But just know that and Jones is in this same spot that Bubba and Newman are, quite frankly, and you can add priest to this, is that they start so close to the middle that. They, they do carry that same amount of risk that they do as upside because they can lose just as many spots as they can gain. Of course, I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in here to the also NASCAR DFS strategy show. Of course, coming up later on today, we got MLB live before lock at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's NFL live before lock and MLB live before lock. Of course, uh, be sure to check out the great offers we have over awesome.com. Become a premium member. You see it there on the screen. Use that code NASCAR strategy show 25% off your first week of awesome. Plus, you got to help to develop those lines. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Osmo NASCAR Strategy Show. We will see you next week for another edition of the show. Have a good day, everybody. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.